We're continuing Sefer Melachim Aleph, chapter 18, and we are on verse 24, 25, right? Where Eliyahu brings all the Nevi'eh Baal to the mount of, mountain of Carmel, that's after he sees Achav, right? Once he, he causes the drought, he, uh, he, um, he finally appears to Achav, and, uh, and then he tells Achav, come meet me at Har Kamel and bring all of the, the Nevi'eh Baal and bring the Nevi'eh Asherah. The, the Neviyeh Asherah, the prophets of the Asherah do not appear. Uh, according to some opinions, that's because Izevel, they would, they would, they were like her cohorts, and they would eat at her table, and because of that, they didn't show up because she didn't let them show up. The Neviyeh Baal they do show up, and essentially Eliyahu proposes a showdown. We're each going to take a cow. We're each going to take a Mizbeach, an altar, and we're going to pray to our gods. I'll pray to my God, you pray to your God. And the one who consumes the, the offering with a fire is the one who is the true God. Okay? So he says, You can call in, your, in the name of your God. And I will call in the name of Hashem. And the one who answers by bringing a fire, he is the God. And everybody said, the matter is good. Now, it doesn't say that the Neveha Ba'al said it, the matter is good. The people said the matter is good because now the people have the opportunity to see what is true. I, I have a hunch that the Neveha Ba'al kind of got like pressured into this. Okay, we show up at Mount Nakamrel because the king tells us to come. And then Eliyahu announces to the people. Come, let's each do this and see who's God answers. And then the people are like, oh yeah, it's a good idea. So now all the people, the masses, thousands of people are now saying, this is great. Let's do this. We want to show them. We want to show them. And now the Nevi'ah Abba is it's not real. Like, is this like a common practice or something? Like they would like light bulls on fire or something? by their, No, I don't their, think so. By their... Idols or nothing? No, no I, 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 I doubt it. I mean, I'm sure they had some offering and stuff uh-huh. like that, but f- for the fire to just appear magically, yeah, that, of course. like that, that would have to be divinely influenced. Similar to some but of like, regular practice. You know, reading it carefully, you see that the Nevi'ah Baal, they never get an opportunity to say, fine, we, we want to do this. Kind of like the people it's kind of more they get suckered into it. Like uh, they, get, they get brought into it by Eliyahu through Achav and then the people start encouraging them. Yeah, we want to see, we want to see, we want to see. Like, okay, what are they going to do? And they say, no, we can't do this. And they lose, they lose before they even start. You take the first cow. He gives them all the advantages. You take the first cow and you, you could do it first. For you are the, the, you are the majority. And call in the name of your God. And do not put a fire. Because after all, I'm not going to put a fire. So you obviously cannot put a fire either. Okay? It's a fascinating thing that you go first because you are the majority. It's a, it's a, it's a fascinating, it's a classic case of, of the... You know, the masses being gripped by false ideology. And the fact that a majority of people believe in one thing is not necessarily evidence of the truth of that thing. You know, you see it in the story very clearly, in which the majority, the vast majority, believe in one thing. Now, you would think, well, human beings are ultimately rational creatures, so if the majority believe in something, it must be evidently true. 
But this is kind of proof that the majority could believe in anything. And the masses don't, aren't necessarily... What is believed to be true by the majority is not necessarily an indication of its, of its veracity. Okay? And they took the, the, the cow that he gave them and they made it. And they called out in the name of the Baal. From the morning until the afternoon. Please Baal answer us. There was no voice. There was no response. And they jumped and danced on the Mizbeach that he made. Now who made this Mizbeach? What does it say he made? When Asherasu. It says Asherasu, okay. Asherasa Israel. Radak says don't look into that too much, okay. So um, they go and they say, Baal, please answer us. Baal, please answer us. There's nothing. There's no response. And they start dancing around the Mizbeach. By he but Sahuraim, and it was in the afternoon, and they're already dancing and singing and doing their rituals already, and nothing's happening. By Hatel Baim, Eliyahu starts to mock them. By Omer, Kiru Bekol Gadol, maybe you should cry louder. Ki Elohimu, for he is a God. Ki Siach, Ki Siglo, Ki Derechlo, Ula Yashenhu, Veikatz, maybe he's in conversation, maybe he is restrained by something, maybe, what is Ki Derechlo, maybe he has to go to the bathroom. Maybe he's sleeping. Maybe if you just cry out a little bit louder, you'll get his attention. Or he'll wake up. Or he'll stop his conversation. Or he'll come out of the bathroom. I want to show you, um, just because I, I get a kick out of these radaks. So I want to show you a radak. He says, Pasuk Kaf Vav, radak says, Asher Natan Lahim. He says, whenever the Pasuk said they took the cow, the Nabiya Baal took the cow, it says the cow that he gave them. Eliyahu didn't give them the cow. Eliyahu just said, let's each take a cow. So what does it say, Asher Natan Lahim? So Asher Natan Lahim Bidvaro, it says the, the one that he mentioned should belong to them. You, know, you go first, you take your cow first, so it uses the expression of the cow that he gave them because he let them go first. Okay, fine. That's one interpretation. Or it could be who gave them the cow. It's not referring to Eliyahu that gave them. It's saying, Achav gave them the cow. So the cow that Achav gave them, they took and they offer, they tried to offer it and so on. Now, he says, he then quotes the Midrash Tanchuma, Radak, and he says, And they're in the words of the Agada in the Midrash, Things that are beyond comprehension. Things that I can't, they, they, they're hard to fathom. Meaning he says things that don't really, are, don't really uh, align with my rational thinking. Whenever they took the cow and they came to take it, the cow froze. They couldn't take the cow. It froze. This is the Nevi Abal. They're trying to take the cow. It freezes. Again, Midrash. This isn't Pesukim. Until Eliyahu said to them, until Eliyahu said to the cow, Lechimahim, go. I want to, you know, you're going to be my, you cow are my device that I'm going to use to prove that they're fake. So go with them. Amarlo aparle Eliyahu, the cow said to Eliyahu, Ani vachaviri atzano yibeten echad v'gadalun be'evus echad. Said me and this other cow that's being worshipped, we're brothers. We were brought up in one womb, in one uh, thing, one farm. Hu ala lechelek ha'el v'shem alit kadesh alav. This one, my brother, is going to go to... The the um, it's gonna go to God and God's name is going to be sanctified through it. And I'm gonna what end up at the the Baal 
we think to make God angry. Amar lo Eliyahu lechi mahem. Eliyahu says go with them. Keshem sheshmo shel kadosh baruch hu mitkadesh al zeh sheimi kach mitkadesh alecha. So the same way Hashem's name is being sanctified through the one that's with me, it's also going to be through the one that's with you. That's through you. Amar lo vekachata yoatzeni. So he said, this is what you're telling me. I'm not going to move until you give me to them. And that's why it says that Eliyahu gave the cow to them. Because Eliyahu, for the cow to unfreeze itself, Eliyahu had to give it to the thing. Now the Radak says this is something that I can't wrap my head around. Obviously because it's very hard to understand this as being the Peshat. It's a curious Midrash to see what it actually means or what the purpose of the Midrash is or why the Chachamim said that. Um, but I, I tend to, I, I, I like highlighting when Radak questions the, the rationality of a Midrash just because it's a, it, get, it gives you an understanding into Radak's methodology, which is obviously the main one that we are following. Okay? Pasuk Kavzain. And they started cutting themselves according to their practice. With uh, swords and with spears. Until they were covered in blood. Now, what, what does it mean that they cut themselves? Well, we know from the Torah... That in the Avodah Zarah societies They would all very often cut themselves For example in When a person would die One of the things people that were Avodah Zarah worshippers would do In that culture it would, They would cut themselves Maybe out of pain of suffering of the dead But it was something that was done in that culture In that, in that cultural milieu right? Apparently they also did it When they were trying to show That they were in deep suffering And in deep prayer It could actually be the same thing You know you Cut yourself when someone dies And whenever you're in praying in, With deep sincerity Which is a similar emotion You also cut yourself So they started cutting themselves Until they were covered in blood And some, that sometimes they would cut themselves and, and, uh, and hurt themselves To show how sincere their tefillah was And so on Okay uh, Or Radak even says It may even have been some part of like the worship Was that they would Cutting themselves was part of like It wasn't like a, something that they, they would do in their culture To show pain or to show that their tefillah was sincere it, was, it could actually have been even part of their worship Like, you know, step one, cut the cow's head Step two, cut yourself Step three, you know Alright It was in the afternoon When the afternoon passed And they're getting close to the sundown they, they tried to prophesy until the time of the mincha came Probably referring to the mincha offering in the Bet Hamikdash because the Bet Hamikdash stood at this time. There's no voice, there's no response, there's nobody listening. So Eliyahu says, "Okay, we're done with these guys." Come with me. And they came to him. And he fixed the broken mizbeach of Hashem. Apparently, on Har Carmel, there was a mizbeach of Hashem, which because that was out of vogue and nobody was serving God anymore, it kind of was left in disrepair, and the mizbeach was destroyed. So he fixed the Mizbeach that was destroyed. Actually, the, the commentaries say there was no existing ruined, uh, there, there, was an exist, there was no pre-existing altar. Since the uh, altars were forbidden, he was figuratively speaking about the Beit HaMikdash in Yishalayim. 
Here. I know, but the Peshat is that there was a Mizbeach there already. Yeah, there was something. Look at the Radak, Mizbeach, Adonai, Arus. Amar ki Mizbeach haya sham mikodem shenivla l'shem Hashem. Ve'amaru bidrash ki zeh Mizbeach manau to Shaul. According to the Midrash, the Peshat is that there was a Mizbeach there that he was just fixing. According to the Midrash, Shaul HaMelech was the one who built yeah. this Mizbeach. Ve'hu ma she'amar, v'hinei matziv lo yad. That he made for himself a, uh, he, a, um, a stopping area. Because the people of Baal destroyed all the Mizbechot that were to Hashem. Which I think, by the way, it's Peshat. I don't know if Shaul, if we know for a fact that Shaul is the one who built it, but the Peshat seems to be like there's a Mizbech there. The, the, what you're saying, the fact that he must have built the Mizbech from scratch, is based on the fact that once the Beit HaMikdash was constructed, it became Asur to bring Bamot. So what Eliyahu is doing right now is technically Asur. And this is one of the examples of a time when a Navi can violate a halakha on a temporary basis for the purpose of, of glorifying Hashem's name. This is actually one of the things that Rambam lists as, as something that a Navi could do that doesn't implicate the Navi. Meaning, technically, if, a Navi were to, if the Navi were to call for the, for the abolishment of a halakha, you know the Navi is a false Navi. Yes. So you kill the Navi, you strangle the Navi on the spot. But in this case, it's a temporary uh, um, uh, abrogation of the halakha for the purpose of proving Hashem's name, in which case it was mutar on a temporary basis. Due to extreme circumstances. Or Due to extreme like circumstances, in which case the Navi is allowed to do such things. Okay. okay? Now, there are a few mitzvot he's not allowed to do with. Like, you can't temporarily do Abu Zarah, obviously. Yeah. You know? Um, Okay, and Eliyahu took twelve stones according to the number of the tribe of Yaakov, not tribes of Yaakov. That Hashem said to Yaakov that your name will be Yisrael. Now, why is he focusing on the number twelve? Because a lot of the problem here is that Am Yisrael is divided and the north is doing Abu Zarah because they're not united with the south. So he's bringing 12 tribes to say, look, part of the problem here is your, your division. If you were just a unified nation, then you wouldn't have this issue, okay? So, And he builds the, the stones uh, in the name of Hashem. And he made a little, uh, a, a hole around, like a little ditch around the Mizbeach. And he, uh, and then he put the thing, he put the wood there. And then, and then he uh, cuts up the cow and he puts the wood. And then he said, bring 40 uh, jugs of, uh, four jugs of water and, and throw it on the, on the Mizbeach and throw it on the cow. And this is, he's going to tell them to put a lot of water on the cow so that it proves that there's no, like, <laughs> it's, no it makes the miracle fire. even bigger. Exactly, there's no pre-existing fire. We'll get to that. Amen. Amen. Amen.